2: progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law uh if you're on twitch
3: uh hit the little heart hit the follow facebook hit the thumbs up twitter i don't know man retweet it doesn't matter (laughs) that was my bad retweet today people people watch on twitter for as long as it takes them to scroll past it no one sits down and goes man i'm gonna settle into this four-hour radio show on twitter I'm going to settle into six hours of content here on ESPN 1320 on Twitter.
0: The funny thing, I got to check this, doesn't, doesn't, uh, do they treat, I guess I could easily find out if they treat, uh, like what you're watching on Twitter, the way they do the spaces. Cause you know, when you're on spaces, you can still scroll your timeline and listen, but maybe they don't do the same for, for when you're watching. Yeah. I
3: have no idea. I've never tried it, but if you're scrolling on your timeline for six hours, <laughs> You need some help. Let's see. You definitely need some help. No, nah, they don't. Try let it you. out live here on the. Yeah, they don't mm-hmm. let
0: you scroll. <clears throat> it comes up like Periscope. Well, that's what
3: it used to be, right? Twitter yeah. Live used to be Periscope. Yeah. Then they it's realized a that was stupid. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so we mentioned the Kings are back home tomorrow to take on the Blazers. Obviously, we have no insight onto into De'Aaron Fox's ability. We actually have no insight into Trey Lyles' availability as well. No. I have no idea where De'Aaron is at in his uh, recovery or in his rehab. I kind of just from text messages get the feeling he might not be playing tomorrow. He might not be ready to return. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that's not a report. That's not sources. That's just text messages I'm exchanging with people mm-hmm. that I get the feeling he's not He's not going to be ready to go tomorrow. Um how much of what we've seen? Because you asked me to elaborate on this, so now I'm going to ask you to elaborate on this. How much of the start of the season, particularly the last three games, um, how much of where the Kings are at right now falls on Mike Brown?
0: Oh, um, a little bit. I don't know if I got a percentage for you, but a little bit. You I, don't I need thought, to give me a percentage. I thought I'd, the way. I thought the way you kind of. Uh, over physicality and defense. And it feels like, just from the outside looking in, mm-hmm. feels like he set the tone of dismissing the offense. Yeah. I, I think that has played into some of their issues. But the reason why I can't go all the way there because when Fox was there, it wasn't really an issue. Nope. You know, like offense. the That's offense right. wasn't an issue, <clears throat> so. That would lead me to believe if Fox would have stayed healthy, it's, it's not something we'd be talking about. Maybe they lose the game still, but I don't think it's—I don't think they're scoring 89 points. I don't think the offense is a problem like that. But run it back again, where it might be a problem is you got to prepare your team for. We're not that way if we have Darren Fox. We're that way, period. Hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm not sure he—he he did that this offseason, this
3: training camp. <clears throat> but why wouldn't they already know that? I think that's because your statement is fair. The discussion around that statement is completely fair.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: But how would this team not already know that? See, this this isn't – last year's team had a lot to figure out. Mm-hmm. With Mike, with Domas, with Keegan, there was, a, there was a lot that you had to figure out along the way. What are you trying to figure out this year? The core of the team is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. The starting lineup is exactly the same. The first two guys off the bench, th- theoretically, they're exactly the same. So there shouldn't be a lot to figure out here, but it feels like in the three games without De'Aaron that they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. You got eight of these last year. Mm-hmm. How do you not know what to do? I, I don't. And that's I don't why know. I can't figure out if that falls on Mike, if that falls on the, the tone Mike sent, if that falls on insecurity, I'm willing to say Davion, Colby, Chris, Duarte, whatever, who, whoever you want to use in this example, they're not good enough. If they were playing the same way, shots weren't going in. Maybe they were turning the ball over. Maybe the assist numbers were down. You go. They're just not. They're just not good enough for this position. Mm-hmm. I can't even fairly say that because they're not doing. I almost feel like Luke Walton. I don't know what to tell you about my game plan because they're not executing it, mm. and I think that's Classic what's Luke. that's what I think is leaving uh, a, a lot of Kings fans confused. Is is Mike telling them to do something, and they're just not doing it? And if they're not, one, why are they playing? And two, why aren't you doing it? it
0: I'm, I, I, this is. I don't feels... feel like
3: Mike is telling them to play slow, right?
0: I don't think he is either. It does feel like what I'm about to say is unfair, but I have a job, and I'm just telling you my opinion and what it feels like to me. It feels like the whole talk the whole time is, I don't care about offense. I am i don't care about what you guys think you need to do on the offensive end. It's all about defense. We got to be better on the defensive end.
3: You're right. That's not fair because that's not what he said. Right,
0: but that's – it feels as though that's the message that has been put across. There's, yesterday was the first time I heard. I can remember him talking about offense and playing fast.
3: So let's 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 do a quick. You know, we can interact with people to a certain degree. Obviously, we can't interact with everybody. Shout out everybody listening on, you know, thirteen twenty a.m. and 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 tune in and Odyssey and all of that stuff. Let me let me just ask the chatty house a quick question. Not even going to waste the time. To 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 put up a a, a poll. Mm-hmm. Do you think Mike? How do you phrase this? Do you think Mike didn't care about offense? Is that the right way of phrasing it? Did Mike neglect the offense? Did neglect, Mike Brown neglect is probably better than did don't care. did Mike Brown neglect the offense leading into this season? That's the question. Just for the the, the, the three four hundred some odd people watching did mike neglect the offense going into this season and that's what and that's and that's how I'll phrase it cuz mm-hmm. i don't i think you're interpreting a certain way and i'm not going to tell you your interpretation of something is wrong only mm-hmm. mike can do that mm-hmm. um but you've been the, you've been steadfast in that interpretation which leads me to believe you heard something one day that made you feel like that and you haven't left that feeling yet
0: yeah it was just it was it was the constant talk of defense, like, and he could be saying this internally. I don't know if I would say this to the media, so to speak. But like I talked about it, like, hey, mm-hmm. we score, we we score, we score one seventeen to one twenty. Y'all keep up. Mm-hmm. Like that's the mindset, that's the mentality. But you what got, if he you does guys...
3: say that to and them? He, and
0: he might, he might. I, that's why I say he okay. might. I and and I'm saying like if I was the coach. I don't know if I would say that to James Ham, you know what I'm saying, in, in the media scrum. I don't know if I'd be that brazen and and say something like that to them. In the locker room, I may tell them, "Hey guys, you know what we do? We score. We score 120. Mm-hmm. This is what we do. They're going to have to keep up with us." Mm-hmm. So he may be saying that. And that's why I'm always hesitant to say he didn't do this or I know it may sound like I'm saying, but I, in all seriousness, I don't want to say what he has said or said to that team because I really don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he's a smart basketball guy. He see if if I'm seeing it, I know he saw it two weeks ago. You know what I mean? Like so, I don't want to treat him like I oh, he, he he's just not thinking about offense. Like I don't think that's the case. I just do feel like there was an overemphasis on on the defensive end of this, of, the, of the of the of the ball and not empowering what they're able to do on the offensive
2: end. Is it fair to say maybe Mike Brown thought the way they were playing wasn't entirely sustainable, and that's why they needed to put so much like emphasis on the defense? Because that's kind of how I interpret uh-huh. it in a way. That is – be- com- that t- well, that's
3: completely fair like 20 games into a season mm-hmm. or 40. Right. Because right. that's how Dave Yeager felt mm-hmm. with the 19, 20, or whatever team that was. Mm-hmm. That's how Dave Yeager felt we got a whole season of this Mm -hmm. and you got returning players. Like there's no, to me, there's no reason to feel that way. There's no reason to feel the way that they're playing. Isn't sustained the way that they played last year. There's no reason to feel that it's not sustainable.
2: It's not luck. Well, maybe I'm just saying maybe Mike felt that way because it was a lot of if it ain't broke, don't fix it stuff going on in the off season, Like with Kevin Herter, like that was not out of the nowhere, but it's kind of like we went from the playoffs and all of a sudden is Kevin going to be the starter and stuff like that. I feel like there was, like Casey said, there, like, an emphasis on defense. So maybe that, he thought that, already.
3: So I don't think that was a the offense isn't sustainable type thing. I think that was a how can we get like this much better. Mm. And we still have Kevin Herter. We'll just have Kevin Herter do it over here on the bench, mm-hmm. and and I think coaches sometimes take for granted that no matter no matter no matter what you say, no matter how much many times you recite the "it's not starts, it's who finishes" line, that's a demotion. Mm-hmm. Everyone will say that that's a demotion. If you can if 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 you and Jesse came to me and said, you know. Um, we need you to to be a fill in now for for because we got the insiders and so when James is gone or when Kyle's gone or when I'm gone we're gonna need you to fill in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still might do a lot of shows that way. That's a demotion. Mm-hmm. There's there's no way that Kevin Herter could see that in any other way other than a demotion. Right. And I, I just. Maybe, maybe, maybe we're maybe we're thinking too much. But I feel like we're a perfect microcosm of this team because it, it feels like maybe this team is in its head right now, mm-hmm. and they looked. We 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 harped on how bad they look like. They look lost, mm-hmm. just lost on a basketball floor.
0: And and Mike Brown, maybe he did make a mistake. And that's not to say he's a bad coach or anything else like that. But you know, as a coach, you try some things out whether it's a game plan or an approach to the team or whatever, and it might not always work. Yep. Like, And you can look back and be like, ah, I shouldn't have done that or I shouldn't have handled this person that way. That's my mistake. Now i got to figure out how to get them back or get the team back. There's nothing wrong with that. He could have tried something and it didn't work with this group the way he hoped it would work, and now they've got to search to find a way to get back to where they were before that.
3: We'll come back. The professor, Jason Jones, will join us. We'll get his thoughts on the Kings, uh, on the NBA uh, and maybe a little bit on the Raiders as well. That's all coming up here on Sacramento Sports Leader. See you KC, brought
2: to you by Sky River Casino on ESPN 1320. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
3: Jason Jones, the professor, said to join us in just a couple of minutes, man. Shout out to our brother Jeremy. Mm. Uh, he lost his mother, Candace Bagwell, man. We wanted to show uh, him some love, show his family some love.
0: Yes, indeed. Uh, prayers up, big dog, man. Indeed. Hang and, in there.
3: Yes, indeed. Hang in there. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, you always got us to lean on, Jeremy. Yes, sir. Uh, we appreciate you letting us be a part of your day, man. So uh, much love to you. And, and um, you know, as Kenny said, man, thoughts and prayers to you. And, you know, we're here for us, uh, for all the jokes and fun, anytime you need us, my man. Yep. Anytime you need us. Yes, indeed. Um Lots of, you know, losing Sparks conversations, Mm -hmm. right? And some of them are spot on. Some of them need to be had. Some of them can be silly. Some of them are just kind of all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, Mike's too focused on beating the Warriors. Uh, Mike's, you know, focused on the wrong things. Players are focused on the wrong things. The fact is, the way that the Kings played – The way that the Kings played over the last couple of days, it's not a single person, right? Like, it's not Mike. Mm -mm. It's not Harrison. It's not Domas. It's not Keegan. It's Mike and Harrison and Domas and Keegan and Davion. It's for the Kings to play as poorly as they have the last couple of days— and I'll really focus it on the two games and less on the Warriors game because the Warriors are really good. You watch right. what they're man, doing right man, now. And I
0: don't think they play. Nobody came in here on Thursday and thought the Kings played bad on, right. on that Wednesday.
3: No, yeah, uh, 100%. This, really, this is really it, – it's a three-game losing streak. But really what we're talking about is the trip to Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, for them to be as bad as they were on that trip, it's a lot more than just one person, one player, and one coach. This is a collective that has to get right and, and figure out why uh, figure out how you could go on a road trip, play as poorly as you as you did, play the same exact team and have no
0: response. The the things that, that I take out of the, the top two things. We were talking about it during the break and it kinda hit me like a ton I, of bricks. Oh, I hate when that happens. The the, the situation really is when you don't have De'Aaron and you combine that with Herder and Keegan shooting in the 20s, yeah. you're probably gonna look like you've looked the last two games offensively. Even if you don't have De'Aaron <clears throat> and Keegan and Herter are shooting in the 40s like they were last year, which isn't like, it's not the 60s, it's just the 40s. I like guess mm-hmm. that was their average for all 82 games. If they're doing that and you still don't have De'Aaron, you might not win. But I don't think you're looking as anemic as you have in these two games. And I think that's those two things, the airing out and those two not shooting at a a clip that they did, you know, for most of last year. I think those two things lead to two embarrassing losses. Let's bring in the professor,
3: Professor Jason Jones of the Athletic. Jay, the sky's falling here in Sacramento, man. It's not good.
1: Yeah, it's, it's cancel the season. It's over. It's <laughs> over. J- J-
3: Jason's having flashbacks <laughs> of when he covered the team. He's like, oh, I remember these conversations. It's over. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> these conversations.
1: Start watching college basketball now, seeing who's going to be in the top 10s. Was it, was it's it, it
3: tankathon.com? Tankathon. Yeah,
1: just, just, just go ahead and cancel this whole thing. It's over with, you know. <laughs> You know, yeah. What are we? Six games in. It's over. It's over.
3: <laughs> six games in, and it's really only two that have looked bad. Mm-hmm. I think part of I think part of the jarring thing with when talking about the offense is the Kings obviously lost to the Warriors in the game. Everybody seemed to be okay with one hundred two, one hundred one. But again, like now, two games later, it's like man, they only scored one hundred one points in that loss to the Warriors, and now it feels like Jay, the identity that they had last year, is gone.
1: Well, I mean, I think you go through stretches over the course of 82 games where you're not going to look right. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think it, like I have said, it looks worse because it's the it's this part of the season. Yeah. If they had played 40 something games and this happens, you know, in February, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's freaking out like, oh my god, it's oh yeah, you know, it's, it's early and De'Aaron didn't play into in these games, and also, like I've always said, if you're going to let teams shoot 60, 55 percent. And then you can't – and in turn, without De'Aaron, they don't have offense right now. You're going to – I mean, I don't think – I I wouldn't think they'd be down by 40 or whatever it was last night, but you're going to have some rough nights when you can't – especially when you can't get stops. I mean, they almost – got without De'Aaron, they've almost got to play like they played against the Warriors, make it close and ugly, you Mm -hmm. know, muck it up, you know, get second-chance points. They got to do stuff like that. And if they're not going to get that, you're going to get – you know – you know, you're gonna get nights nice, like last night sometime, but I mean, I think another thing I always say some games are so bad or so good you kind of throw them out because mm. they're, they're they're such big outliers. Yeah. I don't think they they'll have a lot of games where they'll be down 40.
0: yeah, I, I agree hope so. <laughs> 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 I agree so one of the things that um you know we've been talking about and discussing and and I've said is I, I thought that to a certain degree, there was a little bit of an overemphasis on defense, defense, defense with this particular group. Clearly, they clearly, had to be a better defensive team this year. We all knew that. But I always thought that it should have been coupled with, hey, you know how we get down offensively. We, we cook on offense. We're going to get better on defense. We're going to strive to get better. But a confidence uh, emboldening in the offense is kind of what I was looking for. And in return, it felt to me, I'll just speak for me personally, where it was um, you kind of disregard. Like, this was from me internally, like Mike and, and guys like that. You disregard what you do on offense. It's like, that's not good enough. We got to get better on defense. Do you feel like that happened at all? Or is that, I don't know, maybe just in, in, in my head that, you know, there was a disregard of, of what I thought made them a special team last year? I
1: don't think it's a disregard. I think you look at these last three games, the engine of that offense isn't there. And I think if anything this highlights how important DeAaron is. You don't have anyone who can duplicate what he does. You know, you don't have enough, you don't have many guys in the league who can scare a defense the way DeAaron can by just getting the ball and taking off. I just think you can't duplicate that. And so if you don't have DeAaron, you got to figure out some different ways, you got to figure out some different things. And part of it is the guys out there got to play better. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to get more from Harrison, more from, you know, more from Keegan, more from Kevin, more from D. De- you got to get more from those guys. Mm-hmm. And if you're not going to get that, you know, and I think when you're not getting that and you're also not getting defense from those guys, you know, from that group, it's just going to be ugly. I just think, if anything, this highlights just how good De'Aaron is, because once you drop him into that, you know, on the on the court, I think they look completely different.
3: Is there any have- like.
1: I think you had to emphasize defense, though, at some level. I don't think that it's, you're not going to turn these guys into the 1989 Pistons, so I don't I don't worry about that. But you can also can't be, like I always say, 50, 40, 90. You can't give that up every night either. So mm-hmm. I think, I think you know, over the course of a season, if they can just you know make improvements defensively, and like I said, you'll you'll have De'Aaron most of the season more than likely. I think they'll be okay.
0: And real quick, that's that's the other thing about it. Either way right? If the Kings would have came out in three games and, you know, had the number one rated defense in basketball, it would kind of be crazy to be like, they're fixed! Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's, it's three games. And it's the same thing on the other side. Like, they haven't played great defense so far. That doesn't mean they can't implement and improve over the course of the season. And I I, I feel like that should have kind of been a discussion as opposed to game one we're gonna be better defensively. like no it doesn't matter if you're great game one or not like mm-hmm. you're trying to get better throughout the year that's that's kind of mm-hmm. what I was looking for a little bit
1: yeah and De'Aaron's gonna be part of that improved defense too don't forget that mm-hmm. I mean so I mean you think about that Warriors game you know it's one thing when Clay has to shoot over 6-3 De'Aaron then he does over five eleven Davion Mitchell mm-hmm. so I mean I think there's going to be over the course of 80 like I said of course of an 82 game season you're going to see some things I think you'll see some things. In, and I, I can't get all worked up about you know, three games without De'Aaron, especially. I can't act like, oh, my God, they're going to be terrible this season. Hmm. You know, let him get back and then see what happens.
3: Is there something to be said for Kings fans who are frustrated with, with the way that they play? Because the way that they played, particularly in Houston, that you guys have played games without De'Aaron before, but you have never looked as lost as you did against Houston. It was like Houston, and I think part of that is that it was also Houston. Right, It wasn't, as as much as we believe that they're better, it it, it it wasn't Milwaukee. It wasn't Philadelphia. It wasn't Boston. It wasn't a team like that. It was a team that you, I think, beat four times last year. Mm-hmm. And regardless of how the work that they did this offseason, you still don't see them as a title contender. You still don't see them. You know, maybe some people have changed their mind now about being a playoff contender. But now it's just like you look like lost. You shouldn't look that loss because the is gone.
1: Right. But I think I I do think Houston's a better team. I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) I think they're definitely a better team. And I think you can't, you can't look at them like, oh, I mean, outside of what I'd say outside of Portland, which is going really young for the most part. And, you know, they're not going to have Robert. Well, you know, outside of Portland, I don't see a whole lot of, even Portland's not a gimme game, but Mm -mm. there aren't a lot of gimmies in the West. You're you're not going to have a lot of nights where you can say, you know what? We should beat that team no matter what we do. You can't roll the ball out there and expect to beat the Rockets now. I mean, I know everyone makes fun of Dylan Brooks, but Dylan Brooks is a good defensive player. He makes a difference. Fred VanVleet's an NBA champion. I like Jalen Green. You know, mm-hmm. Singoon was giving them the business last night. You know, it was oh. like Sabonis was looking in the mirror, and this, and he had he saw a younger version who was just going at him. You know, that team, they got Jabari. That team's got talent. Mm-hmm. So I think you can't look at it, oh, that's just the Rockets. You've got to say, you know what, that team has talent. They, you know, they went out and got some guys to make them better. And if the Kings are going to – if the Kings I – I haven't been in the locker room to say – if, if they go into any game thinking, okay, we should beat that team, yeah, you might get what you got down in Houston for two games. And, yeah, I do understand fans being frustrated because even without De'Aaron, you should. I mean, they just were getting. They just got smacked around. Mm-hmm. I mean, i will turned the game on and said, okay, I don't even watch anymore. I'm turn on back. Turn back to Monday Night Raw. i do not watch any more of this. I <laughs> <laughs> said, so this is just. I mean, there was a couple of plays in a row where Sengun just got the ball. Did you know? Did whatever he wanted. And a lot of times when I watch, I'll watch on league pass, listen to the uh, to the other teams uh, announce teams just to get a different perspective. And they're just saying, my gosh, they're not making them uncomfortable at all. These guys are just. They're not even bothering them. Yeah. And that's – I mean, if you're a Kings fan, that's the most frustrating part of it too. Not just that you lost. I mean, basically you had the Houston Rockets coming out there getting a, getting a light scrimmage in mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then letting their backup go in there and get some run too. So, yeah, but you should be – that part, yeah, you should be upset about.
0: In that situation, it's always a collective. But what are What are two or three guys that you're looking at to – elevate their game in the absence of somebody like De'Aaron like that's one of the other thing that we look at like most not only do guys not like play well they played about what they are nobody stepped up should we're not saying one person should have 33 you know in Uh place of De'Aaron but we couldn't even get one guy with 15 and one guy with 17 like nobody was who who are you looking at to step up in those situations?
1: You need you need Malik to play a lot better because he can create. You need a guy who can go out – he can get his shot and create for other people. So you need that. I think – you know, I don't think Davion's going to be a 20-a-night guy, but he's got to give you something. Yeah. And, yet, you know, and you need Keegan. I mean, Mike Brown's going on all the smoke. Talk about Keegan's going to be that third star. You know, fourth overall pick in the draft last year. He's got to be able to give you something. He's got to be able to go out there and make an impact, you know – if he's going to be that guy, I mean, it's, it's. I it's said early in year two, but yeah, he's got to he's got to give you something. You know, he can't just be a guy out there. He's got to go out there and you know impose his will on a game. Because if you, if he's going to be the star they want him to be, now's where you show you can be that guy. You know, that you're not just a complimentary piece. Because if not, you know, hey, you're you're a nice. You know, going into the draft, a lot of guys compared Keegan to Harrison Barnes in the sense that you know he's a solid pro. He'll be a solid player, but we don't see superstar. And you know, if you want to distinguish yourself, you know, these are the moments where you look around and say, okay, you know what, Keegan, yeah, Dylan Brooks is a good, you know, they got some good, some good you know, defenders over there, but go out there, create, you know, go out there and get 25. Yeah. Go out there and get, you know, show us you can do that. So, like I said, it's a couple of bad games, but I think those guys have to play better for the Kings to, you know, have a chance to win some of these games.
3: I need a Malik Monk pep talk. That's what I need. I need Malik at the podium like everything's fine. We're good. Like that's calm I, everything. Like down. Malik, Malik is wild as Malik is on the court. He's a really calming presence when he just yeah, we're fine. No, we're fine. We we got to do a couple of things better. We got to do this. We got to do that. But we're fine. I need that. Sim. I don't want to hear from Mike no more god bless him I, I love mike brown i don't want to hear from him no more send malik to the podium i need malik to tell me everything's fine this is what we need to do because if malik says something if malik goes to the podium with an attitude oh something's definitely wrong right
1: because
3: he never yeah, wavered last year he yeah, never wavered. Like,
1: uh, make, sure, make sure the kings are listening yeah get malik on the podium well i guess you don't want him to go you don't want him to lose the next game for malik to do that but yeah have malik do a zoom or something or go on instagram and say it's gonna be okay like mm-hmm. i said look Six, seven, I I, you know, I don't think you're gonna really start judging an NBA team until about twenty games in. Yeah. So I just think this is a this is a rough stretch. If they go ahead and play the way they, they're capable of playing, what people will be saying, Man, remember when they had that rough that rough time in Houston and the Rockets wore them out for two mm. games? That
3: I was a turning point. Remember when Dylan Brooks kicked their ass?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Look, you know, look yeah. at their yeah. record since games right now to be able to do that. Right now, all you got is three game losing streak. Oh my God, they look terrible right now.
0: Yeah. You know, one of the things that um and it, it's hard to say right now because they did lose by so much uh last night and you know got beat by twenty uh on Saturday. One of the things I was thinking about though coming into the season and never really talked about is I do feel like there may be a flip in records for the Kings record at home and away. Mm -hmm. Last year they were one of the only teams to win 20 plus games on the road. Mm -hmm. And their home record was a little pedestrian. I could see that flipping this year. I could see them being better, um, a lot better at home, and kind of evening out a little bit on the road. And like I said, Mm You can't. You don't want to lose two games at Houston if you're trying to be a top team. You definitely don't want to lose them that way. But come back home for these next three games. Try and go 2-1, 3-0, oh, whatever. But I, I, the whole point is I think they're going to be better at home this year than they were last year. And they may take a step back. They probably will take a step back on the road this year.
1: I mean, you would hope so. I mean, they got one of the best home court advantages in basketball. I mean, you would hope that they could parlay that into – a better home record but like i said what they got with like three road games all season already like three four mm. no you know no need to you know we don't i don't think we need what's wrong with the kings think pieces just yet well, <laughs> i just think we got you know yeah, i just ready think you to gotta, go right here i mean i mean i don't think we need to you know break down yeah. you know too deeply what's wrong i mean there's there's some things to fix but also they, you know they got you know they'll get healthy i mean You'll get De'Aaron back eventually. You know Trey Lyle will eventually be back and rolling and back. You know, kind mm-hmm. of get back into the role he was in last season. Mm-hmm. I think I, you know, I'm I'm not I'm I'm not panicked about them. I mean, there's not really a team I look at right now and go, "Oh my God!" This, unless you're Memphis and say, "Oh yeah, they're 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 cooked."
3: <laughs> you know, I can't believe we didn't put this together earlier. You know what could turn the Kings' season around? Mm. Firing Josh McDaniels. Well, if you fire Josh McDaniels, it really sets the vibes through the room. I'll buy the cigars. And
1: I, and yeah, man. I they fired Josh McDaniels. I had a great workout that next day. I mean, got on the scale, down three pounds. I mean, Even life, shaved. Life got, shave. life got great. You know, when I got, I got someone text me that that night, and I was like, like today, like right now. Are <laughs> you mean like? <laughs> I was like, and Dave, like right now.
0: That was like two. That was Tuesday. I think that was after we had talked to you today. Yeah, yeah after I, I had
1: said, you got to get know. rid of both of them. Yeah. yeah. You can't keep one of the, you got to get rid of them both. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it was like waking up on the, you know, woke up the next morning, birds were singing, you know. It was, yeah. I, I remember when he got that. fired in Denver. And my, I have a few, a couple of friends who were Bronco fans and they were like on cloud nine. And I was like, they were on that Aaron Rodgers, whatever he'd be taking. <laughs> you know i was like w- why are you guys so i'm like now i see why i'm like yeah this guy had yeah i mean i had never seen a group of players in a long time be so happy <laughs> just
0: <laughs>
1: i mean it it, it it was it was you know because honestly if if josh was still the coach i would not have been shocked that they had lost to the giants yeah. it would not have surprised me at all
0: i mean that um that story about you know the play, the the meeting, Aaron, the grievances, and he comes back to Antonio Pierce. It's like, don't ever talk. He's like, uh, bro, don't ever talk about the Patriots, all right? Don't ever talk about the Patriots. Uh, it's just a microcosm. Like, get this guy out of here. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, your team is 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 dying in front of you, and you worried about somebody talking about when they <laughs> played the Patriots.
3: <laughs> nah, bro, your team is murdering you in front of you. That's what you need to be concerned about.
1: Yeah, I mean, anyone who who's ever been around a football team or watch, you know, football closely, could tell that team was done with him. Mm-hmm, yeah. And you saw it last season. I mean, how many double-digit leads did they blow? Oh, like I said, six, I six, knew seven, it was bad man. when when Daniel Carlson couldn't make field goals anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I said, this is, I said, this is just, I said, I said, this guy's got to go. I mean. It was, to me, it was it was evident last year. I was like, you can't bring this. I mean, I knew they were going to bring him back. I said, you can't. I said, if you want to win, you can't bring this guy back. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said even you know maybe Jimmy G's you no know, past his prime or whatever. But I had never seen Jimmy look so terrible. Yeah. I mean, true. he looked beyond bad. I'm like, maybe I'm like, I'm like if he not helped him, like, I mean, guys who had never you know they guys just regressed with him. Mm -hmm. And they didn't – guys clearly weren't having fun. Guys clearly weren't happy. I mean, it was just obvious. I mean, I think everyone thought, well, maybe they should trade Devontae. I'm like, you don't trade Devontae Adams. You get rid of the guy who turned every good player you had into uh, a worse version of themselves.
3: Hmm. And they did it. And I don't think anyone here thought they actually would. No, I I didn't. Yeah,
1: you know, and the the GM. I was like, okay, yeah, maybe you guys can go out and, you know, actually – Get some, you know, make some. Free, uh, I mean, like, did any of their free agent decisions work out? Like any of them?
0: Uh, people got to apologize to Mark. They didn't think he'd do it.
3: Well, I don't know. You have to go so far as to apologize. <laughs> yeah, I don't, to gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you need to do that. But
1: I mean, I think Mark owes everyone an apology for agreeing to bring on Dave Ziggler at the request of Josh McDaniels and giving oh. out six-year deals.
3: That that's. That's pretty wild. But... was like,
1: I'm going to give you guys a 10 year. How about six? Mm. <laughs> I was like, no, Mark, next guy gets four, three <laughs> or four. You know, you know we're going to do, we're going to do things normal, Mark. You know, we're going to act like your father. You're going to, you know, you're not, not going to give out 10 year deals and six year deals. And, you know, but hey, the one thing about being in Vegas and all of that money he's making, he can afford to fire these guys now. The hey, Al like, Davis no is what?
3: the picture of normalcy now in in, <laughs> in Raider Nation. That's pretty wild.
1: Hey, I yeah. Did. So yeah, I was I, I was just like, yeah. I mean, to see the way those guys were flying around the field and what like they actually enjoyed them. I mean, they actually played Trey Tucker, who that you know, a team that needs some speed actually played
0: him. Well, they also signed Hunter Riffle during the week, you know, and <laughs> and he's a good ball player. Go good. Ball. Oh, he was already on the team my bad my that bad. was that was so
1: bizarre they gave 100 room for an extension and just stopped playing them <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> what's this, what is this crazy man caught 100 passes two years ago and a guy can't get on the field i mean it's like yeah they just they did a, a number of weird things that i'll never understand but hey you know the Patriot Way can go back. Well, the Patriot Way sucks right now. Well, right now. It's, well.
0: it's trash at this point.
1: Yeah, go ahead. You know, the Patriot Way is called Tom Brady.
0: <laughs> Facts. Hey, <laughs> I was just thinking about something. Do you have any connection, to Antonio Pierce?
1: Outside that, he coached my high school. No. Oh, okay.
0: I know. I mean, I know from I the. I might area. have
1: met him once. I might have met him once when he was coaching at Poly. Okay. You know, I went down and caught a game and whatever, but yeah, I, I don't actually know Antonio. I know people. I know people who know Antonio, and everyone's always said good things about him to me. But they needed just that change in energy. Seems I mean, perfect. I feel, whenever I heard Josh talking to pressure, I felt bad. Like he made me feel bad for no reason at all. I, I, I catch a pressure, I'm like man, I man, I need a drink. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> he was just a downer yeah like how did the game go oh Aiden O'Connell needs to do better with the ball hold up man you're just gonna bury the rookie in its <laughs> first start when you asked a rookie tight in the block Khalil Mack that was crazy.
3: well that was and also after uh Jimmy had thrown like nine interceptions on the season he makes it a point <laughs> to point out that the rookie quarterback uh who was starting in place of his again injured starting quarterback Through an interception.
1: Then he also started Brian Hoyer for some god unknown reason. Well, because he knew him from the Patriots. (laughs) (laughs) He actually put Brian Hoyer. And the best part of that story is when they sit on TV, his kids were like, Hoyer's kids were like, We hope Aiden starts, we don't want our dad to get hurt. (laughs) Damn. Jeez. And then I'm
3: convinced Josh McDaniels would have signed Matt Castle if he could. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you would have asked Rodney Harrison, "What are you doing?" Yeah, I mean, hey like, man. What you doing? Hey, man. I know you got you got a suit on, but hey, you know Patriot Way. You know, still got that
0: deer antler spray, bro. Just, man, man you know? ready to play. I can't believe this dude was really offended because uh, Antonio Pierce said when we played the Patriots, I, <laughs> pulled point, him to the, the side was and was like, "Hey, bro, don't uh, don't talk about the Patriots, bro."
3: Oh, but you just you is, were just trying to work the voice in for <laughs> Jason Jones. Don't do that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, it's all good, man. Like I said, that was like a late birthday present for me because I was like, I, I couldn't stand to even watch them play. They looked miserable playing. Mm. They just looked like, okay, here, you know, here, you know, I mean, their offense was unwatchable. Mm. Like, it was like watching like a 1980s, we don't use the whole field offense.
0: So I'll ask you this then. Do you think that, um you think they got enough to make a, a- – a run at a playoff spot. Do they have the talent on the roster? In your opinion,
1: they got the talent. If they can, if they can win this game and get to five and five, they're right in the mix with it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're. You know, I think. I think the one thing Mark did by firing him when he did. Was, I mean, think about Mark fired him on a short week at that. <laughs> he fired him on you know, but what he did do was classic Raider. Was he had he had Josh do media all day, then <laughs> fired him that night. <laughs> But I think if they if they if they can beat the Jets, which is, you know, without Josh, there is actually a you know a a possibility now. I mean, I had them losing everybody with Josh as the coach. Remember I said before the year, at least he would cost them at least 6 games. Yeah. I said he would cost them kind of, at least 6. He was on his way. Yeah, he, he was he was going to make it happen. I mean, they did lose to that guy from Chicago who still can't win a game now.
0: <laughs> he oh. looks
1: terrible now. Oh man. He goes, he lost to Jeff Saturday. I mean
0: Jeff Saturday. Yeah,
3: that Jeff Saturday is going on his tombstone.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. every time I see Jeff Saturday on TV, I just go, wow, he actually he came (laughs) he came to Vegas on a after doing NFL, you know, doing NFL analyst work at ESPN on a Sunday and he Mm -hmm. beat you a week later.
3: Jeff Saturday is the poster child for if you're doing something else in life and they ask you to coach, just say no. <laughs> like, look at like you ever see the you ever see the 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 President Obama entering office pictures and the President Obama exiting <laughs> office pictures? That yeah. looked like Jeff Saturday in like three months. My man, my man had worked so hard to lose weight after his playing career. He looked great on television. He goes to coach for three months. His hair is all frazzled and gray. He's gained weight. He is the perfect. Yeah. If you're happy in life, keep doing it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a setup, too, because he got to go against Josh McDowell in his first. He's like, yeah, we won the – that's the game where, like, Matt Ryan ran for, like, 40 yards. on man, Matt
0: Ryan looking like Michael Vick during (laughs) during his Madden cover season.
1: I was like, they should have resigned in the middle of the game for allowing that. (laughs) Looking like Matt Ryan retires, like, three months later. (laughs)
3: That was Matt yeah, Ryan's last be- great moment as a quarterback right there. Yeah, and I
1: guess what's crazy have. is that Bears game was bad. It wasn't even Josh's worst loss as the Raiders coach.
0: Mm. Well, he is gone now. Cigars are uh, ready to be, you know, mm-hmm. lit in the in the locker room after wins, and everything's all good. I love the right idea now. of the victory cigar. Yeah, keep it going. I love that.
1: I, mean, I like the idea of anything that related to Josh McDaniels. But <laughs> so whatever it was, do the opposite. You know – they're playing, they're playing NWA and cube and easy. Yeah, if, if Josh was against it, do it, do anything <laughs> to erase the memory that he was ever a part of the organization. I mean, even go to, they put like his visor in Canton because he was the coach and they won their what 500th game, whatever it was, go take his visor out of Canton. Let's <laughs> pretend like this never happened and just, you know, go on with, you know, the history of the Raiders without, you know, the Josh McDaniels era, which gave us, really nothing to remember that was positive.
0: No, nothing at all. We'll switch back to uh, hoop real quick, man. Which what you looking at in the NBA right now? Who's caught your eye? Is it is it Boston? Is it Anthony Edwards? Like who who's kind of catching your eyes right now?
1: Outside of the obvious stuff like Victor Wimbanyama being a you know AI generated two K player, uh I mean I I I don't I mean the Warriors just because I mean they're off mm-hmm. to a good start. I mean mm-hmm. Chris, you know, maybe they can turn Chris Paul into the sixth man of the year. Man, he's looking you know, good. you know, you know I mean, so that's, you know, th- th- they've been, you know, Steph, you know, being Steph to start the year. I'm still intrigued by the walk yet that they're going to take, they're going to need some time to figure it out. I think everyone knew that defensively they'd take a step back without Drew. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm curious to how they're going to fix that. You know, because right now they've had, they've had their share of struggles defensively to start the year. But they, you know, uh, but, you know, Jalen Brown out here putting people on posters even though they won the game. But, hey, Jalen's, you know, anybody from Cal, I got to, you know, give props to. But, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, interesting stuff going on. I wonder how the Cords are going to make this thing work down there now. And
0: Do you think that Anthony Edwards can be an MVP candidate? Maybe not. Like, is he that type of player where he can be an MVP candidate in this league?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think you, he can be. I think he's one
0: of And I,
1: because part part of being the MVP is having some charisma. I think you know, mm-hmm. get the voters' attention. And he's a he's a fun personality. I mean, every time I hear him talk, it's yeah. I I enjoy it. I mean, like was a while back when when a Rod bought the team got the ownership, he was like, I didn't know anything about that. Then hear him talk about how he played baseball and he could be a swimmer. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's funny. I can do, I was, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just think he has the personality and the game, and
3: then he played a movie villain.
0: Yeah, he did. He killed it in that movie. Yeah, yeah I Adam mean, Sandler he can. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: he can do. Yeah, he, he's so he's very he's so likable. I mean, so I think he he can definitely be you know be in that. Yeah, I think he's a he's a you Noah know, Button superstar. You know, I don't know how the how the T Wolves will do this year overall, but he's going. He's he's one of those league pass mm-hmm. guys where you got a league pass, you got to watch him play. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a, there's a few guys like like I said, you know. When Yamas like that, I wonder, will the Suns ever have a whole team? You know, so we can actually see what this their thing is going to look like.
3: Not looking great. You know,
1: mm. I'm looking at my boys in L.A. and, like, like, wow, all the young guys got hurt instead of LeBron.
0: <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs>
1: like, gave like – all the young guys got hurt, like, in two days. But, I mean, like I said, it's it's, it's early. I, I've seen a lot of good games. I I like the fact that guys seem to care right now. mm mm-hmm. You know, like that Laker-Clipper game was fun to watch last week. Yeah. You know, guys, you know, you okay, know Okay, Golden I,
3: State was a really good one, Kawhi's, too. Yeah.
1: yeah, guys actually seem to, you know, are care. I don't think it's because of that in-season tournament thing, which I still don't quite understand all the way. None of us do. Even I, they don't. Know.
3: Even the players don't. They're like, we're not really sure, but the courts are different. The jerseys are different. The fans seem to be really excited, <laughs> so let's go with it.
1: I, I agree with Tyrese Halliburton mm-hmm. said, the winner of the tournament should get a free automatic playoff berth.
3: That's pretty wild.
1: They should that's be. Wild. I mean, if I would if I were running the league, I would say you win the in season tournament, you can be no lower than six. So mm-hmm. no matter what happens, you're the sixth you get team.
3: a guaranteed series.
1: Yeah, I that's. I mean, if you want to give guys an incentive to uh, win the tournament, think about it. If you're an older teams and you want to say you're like you, you know you are like of a lakers or the clippers or a team like that where you're like you know what over you know or maybe a miami a team that over the course of the season might really try to arrest some guys if you can win the in-season tournament and no you won't be in the play-in you don't think those guys you know you don't think Kawhi is going to suit up for every game in the in-season tournament to try to win it
0: for sure no, but what happens I, to the rest think of the you season
1: give them more incentive than just hey hey millionaire here's a little more money I mean, we all like money, of course, but I mean, if you're making 40, if you're like Steph, you make 40 something million. I don't know if they're going to have to be able to pay you enough to incentivize you to be like, I have to win this tournament that says I won this tournament. That really means I don't know what it means.
0: In, in theory, what you're saying sounds great, but say the Clippers do win the in season tournament. What happens to the rest of the season? You think they don't play now? What are they going to do when they've locked well, up the top six I, well, seed well, it, in December?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in my mind, you're just guaranteed that spot. You can still move up if you you know you're just guaranteed a spot.
0: I think teams so, like the Clippers so, would not so care if you, if you guaranteed them uh, a series. Games, they would never play Kawhi and Paul George. <laughs>
1: true, but I mean, I'm just trying to think. Who knows? Maybe that gets the Spurs to win it. Mm. Maybe some team that you think isn't a playoff team says, you know, you know, they get hot.
3: Hell, based you know, on what I just saw, the Rockets are going to win the in-season tournament. Hell, maybe.
1: Yeah. Hell, yeah, maybe the know,
3: Kings might be.
1: Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, maybe, you know. Then Dylan Brooks can talk his stuff, you know. And so I mean, I'm just trying to find a reason why I would I would care outside of the court looking different.
3: If the Rockets win, I demand in-season tournament championship rings. <laughs> the way Dylan Brooks can put a championship
1: tournament parade. Like,
3: oh, let like, Sacramento win. We'll plan it.
1: <laughs> like, but do you do the parade in vegas right after the game or do you come back you know do they'll you do it, it in vegas for sure
3: yeah yeah they will will be yeah. on l street waiting for
1: you <laughs> yeah you gotta to me you gotta do something because i'm just like it seems cool but i just don't know like think about it if the kings lost the in-season tournament championship game or is, is anyone really mad like are, are you upset <laughs> that you didn't win the, like no what what's the reaction? Like, what's the feeling if you don't win the end season tournament? You're like, OK, we lost. Uh, don't we play on Tuesday? I mean, I don't know what happens.
3: Well, no, nothing. I'd be happy if they won just because it means they're winning games mm. like they're like the, you, you. You've you won your pool like you, right. you, you. You've righted that if you lose in the finals. I'm not going to pretend like I wouldn't care if they're in the finals for the in-season oh, tournament yeah, championship yeah, yeah. in Las Vegas. I'll be like, I'll be oh yeah, high. I'm invested. I'll be a little high. I'm invested. <laughs> I
1: mean, but you got you don't want you don't want them type of jokes. You don't want how the Kings can run Vegas, but they can't. You don't want like two summer league championships coupled with a in-season, cha- you know?
3: Let's find out you know. yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's Let me find get out. there and then I'll make the decision.
1: So like, what if Memphis wins it? Like, what yeah, if some like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What, what if somehow if Memphis gets Memphis hot team and they win it. it, and then they like, then they like end up in the lottery? Ja like, Morant whoa. waiting
3: at the Mandalay Bay for the celebration.
0: <laughs> what if ja, this like, Memphis team won it and gotten the play, like that gave them a playoff berth? Ugh. Oh my god, Ugh, that, would, that would be I mean, nasty. <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm just like, hey, what, what if, like, the the way the tournament played out, like, John, and they got to the final, and that was game 25 or game 26, <laughs> and Jobs eligible to return, <laughs> and he comes back just for that. I mean, that would be – if you're going to write a script for the season, that's the script I want to see. I want to see them somehow plan it like that.
3: Jay, we appreciate you, man. Thank you as always.
1: All right, catch y'all next time. Thank you, man. Dog.
3: Jason uh, Jones of the Athletic, the professor, uh, smoking a victory cigar with the absence now of Josh McDaniels. Uh, appreciate you so much for being with us. Um, Kings are back in action tomorrow. We'll get you ready for that game against the Portland Trail Blazers. Let's Obviously, get back on on track. Still a lot of unanswered questions headed in tomorrow into tomorrow night's game. Uh, but we'll talk about it. We'll have an idea by the time we take the air on De'Aaron Fox's status, Mm -hmm. simply because shoot-around will have happened Mm -hmm. uh, by then. But, of course, you could tap in and uh, hang out with the insiders beginning at 10 a.m. We're going to head over to 102.5. we got some comedy show tickets to give away. We're going to run it back. We'll run it back. Run it back. Be there. Be square. (laughs) Uh, It's Dilo and KC brought to you by Sky River Casino. Get in on the action with 2,100 of the newest slot machines and over 80 table games. Sky's the limit if you're 21 and over. At Sky River Casino, we'll run it back next on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN
2: 1320. Vamos, Hornets. Fingers up. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.